Sheep and shepherds are under attack. Pastors everywhere are telling me that the adversary has ramped it up and is relentless assaulting both them and their people. I just spent three days with pastors from all over the country and their story is the same. The frequency of the attacks are increasing. The intensity of the attacks are increasing and the scope of the attacks are increasing. Satan is peeling believers away from their pastors and their churches through lies and offenses. He is doing this to divide us. He does this because Jesus said that every house divided against itself will fall. He does this because he knows there, are, there will be nothing impossible for us when we are unified and undivided. It's astounding to see. It's, so, it's astounding so many can't see this. Satan is manipulating believers by twisting and distorting God's word. When a churchgoer directs their anger or frustration at their pastor undeservedly, it demonstrates that they have become blinded by deception. And a deceptive person doesn't know they're deceived because, they are dece because they're deceived. They don't even realize it. We have to quit acting like this isn't happening. It is happening real time and it's stopping our forward progress. When a Christian sets another Christian in the crosshairs for whatever reason, it proves they've fallen prey to the enemy's devices. Paul told us that our battle is not against flesh and blood, but rather against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So tragic, so many won't see this. Sheep and shepherds, we have to re-engage. We have to refocus. Eternity is waiting on us. Pastors, we have been delivered from the people so that we might be sent back to the people to preach and prophesy and proclaim the word of God so that these same people's eyes might be opened and they might receive the inheritance of faith. Sheep, unless your pastor is doing something illegal, unethical, or immoral, get behind them and put your shoulder to the vision and serve alongside them and make a difference. Let's make a, a commitment together to quit sheep trading and fishing out of one's one another's ponds. ponds. And let's get our eyes upon the harvest as Jesus encouraged us. There are so many unsaved still among us. Sheep and, she sheep and shepherds are, are under attack, but praise God, we can resist the devil and he will flee from us and we can do this thing together, hallelujah. So there's one of those out there I suggest that you maybe take it, put it on your, put it on your refrigerator. I could see the thing, but I couldn't. I, ne I never go to the refrigerator in our house. That is the truth. I don't go to the refrigerator. It's not my, my favorite place to be. So 
Hallelujah. Thank you very much. You can pull. I don't care, wipe it off. We can pull that closer. Just hand it to me, I'll wipe it off, no problem. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. She's going to make me laugh up here, and that's all we don't need today, right? I guess we could use it. Uncovering anger. That's the sermon for this, this morning. That has nothing to do with what I just read you. God gave me this to teach this morning. I had completely forgotten about this because I sent, Pastor read it to me earlier this week and sent it to Terry. So that is the truth. Okay, Nugget. Compromise will write the story of your future regrets. That's a good one, dear. Compromise will write the story of your future regrets. Compromise. What does compromise mean? To give in to something that you know is wrong. I've taught so much on Psalms 1-1, Blessed is the man that walketh not under the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth at the seat of the scornful. But their delight is in the word of the Lord, and in his word they shall meditate. They shall meditate in his word. Then, and only then, will they be trees. Let's, let's, let me get back there because I, I haven't memorized that part because I know if I do the first part, the second part's going to happen, and it's happening. But his delight and desire is in the law of the Lord, and in his law, the precepts and in the instructions, the teachings of God, he habitually meditates, ponders, and studies by day and night, and he shall be like a tree firmly planted and tended by the streams of water, ready to bring forth its fruit in its season. Its leaf shall not fade or wither, and everything that he does, everything he does shall prosper and come to maturity. Everything he does. People are asking, why are things not coming to maturity in my life? It's verse 1. Pretty simple. Proverbs Anger. I can tell you in my life before Christ, I was a very angry, angry, angry person. Most probably a lot of you could say that. To the point where one time, and I remember one time, I was chasing my ex-husband with a fireplace poker around our condo. And I saw red. 
Thank God the landlord came out and took it away from me. But I remember that, that kind of anger. That's a horrible, horrible thing to go through. God delivered me from that. So in Proverbs 16.32, thank God that's gone. He who is slow to anger is better than, a, than the mighty. He who rules his own spirit than he who takes a city. He who is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who rules his spirit than he that taketh the city. Anger. Hebrews. Or Hebrew. It's in your concordance. 639. Refers to breathing. Mind the right? Did I say the right thing? refers to breathing part of the body, specifically the nose, by the <laughs> act of breathing. Emotions can be expressed. In anger, the nose dilates and breathing becomes more intense. The word gives specific emphasis to the emotional aspects of anger and wrath, whereas its symptoms relate other aspects. American Heritage Dictionary strongly uses temporary displeasure without specific specifying manner of expression. In Ephesians 4.26 it says be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down on your wrath. Be angry but, we, but beware of sinning. And do not let the sun set on your irritation, and do not leave room for the devil to act. That's pretty heavy, isn't it? Do not leave room for the devil to act. I'm going to look it up in the King James version, or the Amplified version. We can pull that thing a little closer to me. I can tell it's going to be, praise God, one of these days. Hallelujah. <clears throat> you know, it, the Bible says to stay away from angry, uh, angry men and women. Stay away from them. Get them out of your life. Say, what if I'm living with one? You need to go to them and tell them. You know, most people that are in this state, I'm going to be very honest with you, do not even realize how bad off they are. And so if you can't tell them, you need to get write them a note. But first look at your own self and see if you deal with that problem. Amen? Ephesians 4, 6 in the Amplified. Four twenty-six. I am so sorry. When angry, do not sin. Do not ever let your wrath, your exasperation, your fur, your fury, your fury or indignation last until the sun goes down. In other words, you need to take care of this thing right away. Amen. Leave no such room or foothold for the devil.
give no opportunity to him. So when you're angry, you're giving opportunity to the devil. And there are some people that just cannot live a normal life. Let no foul, verse 29, or polluting language, nor evil word, nor unwholesome or worthless talk ever come out of your mouth, but only such speech as is good and beneficial to the spiritual progress of others, as is fitting to the need and the occasion that it may be a blessing and give grace, God's favor, to those who hear it. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Do not offend or vex or sadden him. By whom you were sealed, marked, branded, as God's own secure, from the day of redemption, of final deliverance through Jesus Christ, from evil and the consequences of sin. Let all bitterness, 31, and indignation and wrath, passion, rage, bad temper, and resentment, anger, animosity, and quarreling, brawling, clamor, contention, and slander, evil speaking, abusive or blasphemous language, be banished from you with all malice, spite, ill will, or baseness of any kind. Wow. And become useful and helpful and kind to one another, tender-hearted, compassionate, understanding, loving-hearted, forgiving one another readily and freely as God in Christ forgave you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Let it drop. Let it go. Remember what it says in Mark? If you have anything against a brother, take care of it. Forgive them. So your sins will be forgiven. Amen? And I realize that there are some people that have gone through heinous things, that it's hard to allow yourself to let loose of this thing. But if you do, God will fight the battle in your behalf. So many people have anger and wrath, and God can't fight the battle because you're holding on to it. I I know many of you remember when Jim Caseman taught about the monkey how they catch monkeys. This is so ridiculous. Just the fact that they say that we're the sons and daughters of of an ape is just beyond me. But anyway, they put a banana on the outside of, of, of a cage. Is that how it is? They put the banana on the outside, on the inside of the cage. Is it the inside? That's right. So then the the ape tries to go and get the banana, but he can't pull it through. So he ends up going into the cage so he can get it, and then they catch him. Instead of trying to get this thing, they go, you know, isn't that how the enemy catches you? 
Think of it. How often do you see something or somebody does something and you know, the worst form of anger, and this is what I've found Christians are involving themselves in in this hour, is they're getting offended because of something that happened to a family member or a friend. And so they, could, they, they pulled the offense and those two that were angry at each other have made up and you're still angry. I've had people come to me that are angry because they, that couple got back together. Trust me, if you have any friends that are going through marital problems, stay out of it. Because that's probably mine. Most of the time, people will get back together and then you're going to be the one standing out there that gets hurt or any kind of thing that you, you decide, I'm going to protect this person and so I'm going to get angry because this person is being hurt or whatever, I'll look at you. I'm going to get angry because this person's being hurt and yet the person has already forgiven them and yet you're hanging on to this thing. It's not worth it. Remember that teaching? How many remember, what was it? Um, it went with Driven by Eternity. It was the tape. Affabel? Everybody needs to hear that tape once a year. Let me tell you, that'll, that'll put you to your knees. Hallelujah. Proverbs 15.1. How many have that tape? How many would like to have that tape? I think people should read the book once a year myself. My pastor and I will both say, outside of the Bible, that was the most life-changing book we've ever read. I never cried so much in my life. Proverbs 15, 1, and repented. Every pastor I know that read it felt the same way. You know, judgment begins in the house of God. Amen. A soft answer turns away wrath. But grievous words stir up anger. Excuse me. <coughs> A soft answer turns away wrath. But grievous words stir up anger. Have you noticed that We've all done it. You just feel like you have to say the last word. Someone's got to shut off the fountain somewhere. Amen? <laughs> you be the person that shuts it off. Hallelujah. We need to control, curb our tongue, thus to dissipate anger and wrath. We need to curb it. Life and death are in the power of the tongue and will eat the fruit of it. Life and death, just think of that. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. And once something is said, it can't be taken back. You know, I've heard so many couples come and, you know, they're sitting there and they might say, I was just kidding. No, you weren't. If you're kidding, why'd you say it? 
especially if you're married, I'm telling you this right now, you've got to get a hold of your mouth immediately. Proverbs 15, 18. Don't make me laugh up here today, please. I'm asking you. A hot-tempered man stirs up strife, but he who is slow to anger appeases contention. A wrathful man stirreth up strife, but he that is slow to anger appeases strife. So in other words, a, wrath, a wrathful man will stir it up. Keep it going. I like the next one too. This is a good one. The way of the sluggard is overgrown with thorns. It pricks, lacerates, and entangles him. But the way of the righteous is plain and raised like a, like a highway. You know, I was reading in my Bible the other night, and I don't think I have this scripture with me about widows. There are the kind of widows that are really widows, and then there are the, there are the kind that their families are to take care of them. You understand what I'm saying? And it talks about the widows. Um, after a time, they become wanton and forget about the things of God, and, and they think, start thinking about other things. And there's so many singles out there today that are really, that I've, not from this church, so I want you to know, so don't go around thinking, well, who is it there, that are angry because they're not married yet. Their friends are married. And recently, I had one call me, and a friend of theirs was having a real big problem in their marriage, and I said, you sure you really want to get married? And they said, not if I'm going to have to put up with that. I said, well, then you need to really check yourself and make sure that you're prepared and ready for marriage, that you prepare yourself for marriage. And so we see this. A hot-tempered man stirs up strife. Stay away from him. Proverbs 16, 32. Well, in this last one, um, Proverbs 15, 18, a wrathful person will incite a quarrel even when there, where there is no dispute existing before. Whereas one who is slow to anger will be able to quiet even, as ongoing, even an ongoing conflict. So a wrathful person will incite a quarrel even where no dispute exists or existed before whereas one who is slow to anger will be able to quiet even an ongoing conflict that's pretty heavy that's how powerful our will is and that's how powerful words are proverbs 16:32 <clears throat> He who is slow to anger is better than a mighty than than the mighty. He who rules his own spirit than he who takes a city. He who is slow to anger. The one we started out with. 
slow to anger, is better than a mighty. He who rules his own spirit than he who takes a, spirit, takes a city. We've got to learn how to rule our own spirit. In other words, praying in the Holy Ghost is the best way to rule your spirit, I will tell you. Whenever you see something that wants to make you angry or say something, go off and pray in the Holy Ghost instead. Trust me, it works. He that is slow to anger does not react to provocation immediately, but waits until his anger calms down. You know, in a relationship, even if it's a friendship, there are times when you're going to disagree because we're not, you know, we're not all in agreement in everything. And there are times you're going to disagree. So when you feel at that time that you're having a disagreement, you need to back off. What we do in our house, we have a 24-hour limit. And if one person does not want to discuss something, then they've got 24 hours to pick a time where it will be discussed. We haven't had to do that for a long, 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 long time. Long time. Thank God. But there are times when the smart person is not, doesn't want to talk about it right now. I just don't want to talk about it. It's always been pastor, I'll be real honest with you, because I'm the type, let's talk about it and get it out in the open and deal with it before the sun goes down. But we learned how to leave it, put it on the shelf, forgive, and come back at an appointed time and talk about it. You know, you can do that. I don't care what the situation is. You can do that. A lot of people just are, what are they, what do you call them, compactors? And they just compact it in, keep stuffing it in until one day they blow. That's not healthy either. You've got to talk about the situation within 24-hour period and get it dealt with. Amen? You say, well, how do you do that when you have a bunch of kids around? Well, number one, pay a babysitter if you have to and go out and park somewhere where nobody can hear you or where you're not distracted. <clears throat> Turn the TV off for sure, whatever, but you need to be somewhere and please not in your bedroom where you're not distracted and have your talk. Praise God. So here we go. Waits until his anger calms down, then he decides rationally how or if to respond. There are three levels of rulership over a country, over one's home, and over oneself. The last exhibits the greatest inner strength. Each performs vital functions 
the king of the country punishes criminals and protects the citizens from harm. The ruler of the household guides his children on the right path and admonishes to avoid evil. So, kids, the ruler of the household, which is either your mother or your father, guides their children on the right path and, admonished, and is admonished to avoid evil. Everyone is ruler of self. He has the power to subdue his bad tendencies and to strengthen his good inclinations. It is far easier to protect oneself from eternal threats than to, than to subdue one's internal negative impulses. You know, I remember watching the, <clears throat> it wasn't the Super Bowl game, but it was the one before it, one of the playoffs. I could not believe it. One of the coaches was acting like a gorilla out there in front of everybody. I was shocked. I'm not gonna say which coach it was, but I was on the, I was texting a friend during it because I don't really like to watch football and she and I were making jokes and she finally wrote, she said, well, this is some poor woman's husband that she's gotta deal with. You know, don't display everything you have out in public Okay. If anybody's too warm, turn off the heater by you. It's okay. Don't display it out in public. How many have ever watched a uh, owner of a company display anger, just literally act like an idiot in front of people, and you lose respect for them immediately? Every one of us can get angry. Every one of us could let it, let it rip. If we, if we dug deep into our old self, amen, but it's not worth it because it brings on strife. And where there's strife, there's every evil work. So it's something you want to stay away from. Proverbs 27, 4, I found this one very interesting. <clears throat> and unfortunately, a lot of kids had to to live with this. Proverbs. Where did I get that? Proverbs 27, 4. Is that what I told y'all? Okay. Proverbs 27, 4. watching it. Okay. Wrath is cruel and anger is an overwhelming flood. But who is able to stand before jealousy? Wrath is cruel. Endangering in danger is outrageous. But who is able to stand before envy? Wrath invokes cruelty. It will have no pity on the other of its rage. Anger is like a flood of water that destroys everything in its path. 
Hatred is born from envy, and it's the worst kind of anger. Envy is provoked when someone sees the good fortune of others and is so disturbed that he prefers to endure suffering as long as his fellow will also suffer, rather than enjoy good if that means the others will also prosper. So wrath invokes cruelty. It has no pity on the object of its rage. Anger is like a flood of water that destroys everything in its path. Some of you, the Lord is saying, have been placed in this predicament and God wants to set you free today. He wants to set you free from living in an angry situation and not being able to do anything of it. This is your day to be completely released and set free from this. Hallelujah. That should get you excited out there. Psalms 1848 gets me excited. You know how I learn 2 Corinthians 10.5? Because I knew the thoughts that kept going through my mind. I couldn't live with them as a Christian. I couldn't deal with them as a Christian. <clears throat> and so I found that scripture and took it literal and decided God you've given this you, every word is given from God and I took that scripture and took every thought captive I had to you've heard Joyce Meyer's testimony well mine's real similar in some ways that's why she teaches so much on the mind you have to teach on the mind but I learned that scripture, casting down every imagination and reasoning and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Every thought. Because every thought at that time that went through my head when I first got saved was not godly pastor gave me a Bible. I opened up the Bible and I started reading it from Genesis to Revelation. I could not put it down because I knew you are a nutcase. I'm going to be honest. You are totally a nutcase. And the day I got saved, I walked out of there and I was a different person. I could feel it. But I knew I'm going to have to do something to, to build myself up and get myself completely, not me, but God, allow God to, to get me free. And that scripture is the one scripture that came out. And so that's what I did. That's why I speak it forth so much. Because our minds want to go back and remember. Our minds want to have flashbacks. Our minds 
automatically go back when we're put in a position that we've gone through before. Our minds go back. And we have to learn how to control that thing. So many people stay in this pity. They stay well beneath the heritage that God has given them. And it's because of anger. It's because of wrath. It's because of self-pity. It's because of strife. And God's here to set us free. Amen? <clears throat> Psalms 18:48. Jesus is coming for a spot without, with, for a church without spot or wrinkle. Get ready. This is one thing that's got to leave. Who delivers me from mine enemies? You lift me up above those who rise up against me. You deliver me from the man of violence. Hallelujah. He who delivered me from mine enemies, yea, thou lifts me up above those that rise up against me. Thou hast delivered me from the violent man. You've been delivered from violent men. Don't go back and take more of it. You've been delivered. Say, I've been delivered. You have to see yourself in your mind delivered, completely freed. Amen. Psalm 68, 6. Remember that song, I've been delivered. Oh, praise the Lord. I've been delivered by his word. God places the solitary in famines and gives the desolate a home, which I think we got the wrong one, honey. I don't think that's it. Yeah, my, my, this was it? Did you check it out? Okay, well, let's read it. If the shoe fits, wear it. Psalm 68, 6. God places the solitary in family. Oh, got it. I got it. Okay. God places the solitary in families and gives the desolate a home which to dwell. He leads the prisoners out to prosperity, but the rebellious dwell in a parched land. Okay. He delivers... Solid, the solitary in families and gives the desolate a home in which to dwell. He leads the prisoners out to prosperity, but the rebellious dwell in the parched land. Thank you, Jesus. You know, the family you were born into, so many people get hooked up in family curses and whatever, let it go. You've been reborn into a new family. Your old family might have a lot of problems. Whose doesn't? But your new family has no problems. God has no problems. He has the answers. And so you've got to see yourself I might have been in this family that caused destruction, but I have been delivered over into 
this family that has brought me healing, health, prosperity. Praise the Lord. The more you, the more you switch over, the more you forget, the more you allow yourself to jump into your new family and yes, you still love your old one, but you are not a part of the negative any longer. You have been covered by the blood of Jesus. You have been brought into a new family. You have been brought into the family of God. Your, your brother is Jesus. Hallelujah. Think of this. Jesus is your brother. He's your savior and your brother. He says he sticketh closer than a brother. Hallelujah. God calls us what? The sons of God. What was Jesus called? The son of God. He calls us the sons and daughters of God. Amen. So when he sees us, he sees us through the blood. And that's how we have to see ourselves. Praise you, Jesus. Proverbs 19.11. Proverbs 19, I expect you to be getting excited sometime soon out here. I am. Good sense makes a man restrain his anger. And it is his glory to overlook a transgression of an offense. Good sense. Good sense. The description of a man deferred. The description of a man deferred his anger. And it is his glory to pass over a transgression. Think of it. You have been set free from this. Rise up and say, I'm not, a good sense makes a man restrain his anger. Many people have enough sense to know, if I get around this person, it's going to cause anger. Because this person operates in anger. Some other people might be able to get around this person. It might not affect them. But some might not. Please do not judge one another who can and who can't, okay? Like I've shared last week or the last couple weeks in early class, there are some people that I've had to literally remove from my life because of circumstances and situations. Why? Because personally, I'm preparing for the rapture. Personally, the Lord has said, He's coming soon. Do everything you can to prepare to meet Him. If there's anything that's taking up your time that is not of me, get rid of it. I don't have time to talk on the phone for long periods of time unless I'm working for Jesus. Does this make any sense? Okay, I don't have time to fellowship a lot because I'm working for Jesus. This is what he told me. Get flowing and do everything right now for me because I'm coming soon. You say, well, is that works? No. That's blessings. A lot of people nowadays, there's a new doctrine going around where that's works. There's a new doctrine on grace going around that many, many well-known people that I highly respect feel that this is the great, 
um, what's the word I'm looking for? Deception. And many people are falling away from the truth because of it. Proverbs 19.11. Oh, I do? i got a second page. Proverbs 19.11. Thank you. What a good husband. Good sense makes a man restrain his anger. Restrain. And it is his glory to overlook a transgression or an offense. It is the intelligence of a person to be slow to anger. Otherwise, he will do rash things that he will regret when it's too late to retract them. It is much more commendable for a person to ignore the offense. The ability to tolerate and overlook the offenses, it, the offense is the greatest of all character traits. This is what Pastor wrote. I'm going to read it again. It is the intelligence of a person to be slow to anger. Otherwise, he will, ra- he will do rash things that he will regret, regret when it's too late to retract them. Let me stop here and tell you, the more a person yields to this, the harder it will become to control because it is an evil spirit and it will try to control you time and time again into rash anger Get freed today from this. This is your day. If you're dealing with this in any form, don't be ashamed. Get free. Hallelujah. That he will regret when he regret. I sound like, what's that rabbit? Bugs Bunny. When it's too late to retract them. It is much more commendable for a person to ignore the offense, the ability to tolerate and overlook the offense, an offense is the greatest of all character traits. Wow. You want to get up and ex- share on that, please? With the, with the microphone? I, but you wrote it. Honey, I, 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 we're on tape here. Okay. This was just handed to me, folks, so praise the Lord. Hot off the press. Okay, just to start it all over, just read the whole statement. It is the intelligence of a person to be slow to anger. So you're showing your intelligence if you're slow to anger, okay? You hold things back, you can understand. Otherwise, he will do rash things. Now, how many of you, I won't put it that, how many of you, all of us have done rash things because we have not, uh, we were quick on our anger and slow to be that way, okay? Otherwise, he will do rash things. That, will, that he will regret when it's too late to retract it. Now, we have all said things or done things that have hurt people or an individual, and there's no way of pulling it back. I mean, you've already slapped them around, beat them up, and no matter what you can try to do, it already has 
driven the dagger into their heart, and it's very hard to, I mean, you're always backtracking from there and on. There's no way to help that individual except for pray for them and ask them to forgive you, and hopefully they will. It is much more commendable for a person to ignore the offense. Well, there you go. Um, can we ignore some things or try to ignore them? How did the Lord take care of things? He ignored them because he knew what, from what principles or, or, or foolishness that they were operating in. The ability to tolerate and to overlook an offense is the greatest character trait of all. Well, if you can, you know, that's a great trait. If you, you know, um, in the public re arena, a lot of people, they bite back, right? you know, somebody says this, and pretty soon all of a sudden, um, there's a slur or mudslinging. Mud this is something you want, we, we should not get into. Um, so if you can overlook the offense, um, it's, it's your, your blessing because God, God venerates venerate or keeps, keeps you clean. But if you take up your own cause to hurt the other person, it doesn't work that well or that well. Okay. You so you want, have the rest. You might want to stay there. Proverbs twenty one nineteen. Say, well, I don't need this today. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Trust me. We all do. It is better to dwell in a desert land than with the contentious man. <laughs> That's not what it says, does it, women? Then with the contentious woman and with vexation. Ladies, read this, please. It doesn't say man. It says women. Are you laughing back there, John? <laughs> it's better to, to dwell in a desert land than with a contentious woman and with vexation. So a woman can be contentious and cause vexation to the whole family. Amen? This type of woman cannot be appeased even after a quarrel has died down. It is best to leave for a duration of time, hoping for the best on return. <laughs> okay. You haven't had to do that for a long time. Okay, praise God. You can tell what Pastor wrote. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I've shared this before. I'd start in, and he'd get the keys. He wasn't talking, and he'd be out in the car and be gone. And I'm not talking for uh, an hour. It's, now we know where he was, uh, what his thoughts were. This type of woman cannot be appeased even after a quarrel has died down. It's best to leave for a duration of time, hoping the best on return. Amen. <laughs> 30 years later, I hear this. Okay, Proverbs 25, 28. <laughs> I told you about the time I decided to leave, and, and uh, we've laughed about this before, but it's truth. 
I thought, I'll get him. I don't want to fight. He wasn't fighting, but I was upset with him, so I took off and I left for an hour or whatever and came back and he never knew I was gone. I thought, this, this didn't even do anything. There was like nothing. It was just in there still doing whatever. I mean, thank God those days are over. Proverbs 25, 28. You've been married so many years. You just let it roll off your back. He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. Whoa. That's pretty bad, isn't it? He that has no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. How many? Well, we don't have any cities that really look like that that I can think around here. But if you look at some more pictures, you see cities like that. That's, that's sad. Here comes another one of, one of pastors. Here, here the word spirit is in reference to anger, his, to his anger. When a person guards his mouth, he protects his soul. One who has no temper control is wide open to sin. I'll read it again. Here the word spirit is in reference to his anger. When a person guards his mouth, he protects his soul. What's your soul? Your mind, will, emotions, and intellect. Once he has no temper control, he is wide open to sin. I don't know about you, but when I go out and drive, there are people that are shaking their fists, banging their steering wheels, shaking their heads so hard. I've never seen, I mean, it's like, I don't know about you, but sometimes I think I'm on the freeway with a bunch of idiots. How many ever seen that? Going down Broadway, acting like that. It's like, you know, stay away from them. Proverbs 29, 22, and 23. We're almost done. You can all rejoice. But we're not, we haven't done praise and worship yet, so know this. For those of you that are kind of taking a rest right now. Proverbs 29, 22, and 23. Don't get mad at me. A man's pride will bring him to love, bring him low. But he who is of a humble spirit will obtain honor. A man's pride will bring him low. But a humble spirit will, will cause him to obtain honor. Glory to God. 23. Whoever is partner with a thief hates his own life. He falls under the curse pronounced upon him who knows who the thief is, but discloses nothing. Listen to this. The fear of man brings a snare. And whoever leans on, trusts in, and puts his confidence in the Lord is safe and set on high. There are three of you in here that are fearful of man, of what man can do to you. Some of it might be at work. Let God deliver you from this today. Praise God. When a person is in the grip of an irrational rage, when his mind is flooded with overwhelming emotion, 
he, not even his awareness of God can restore him to his senses. He abandons all reasonable thoughts as strife arouses and brings forth prosecution in the heavenly courts. Whoa, that's heavy. That's Proverbs 29, 23, and 20, 22 and 23. James 1, 19 through 20. Praisers, get ready. I just say this, I don't have to be like that anymore. Proverbs 19, 22 and 23. I'm going to go up a little. Verse 19. Understand this, my beloved brethren. Let every man be quick to hear, a ready listener, slow to speak, slow to take offense, and to get angry. For man's anger does not promote the righteousness of God of God's wishes and requires. The righteousness God wishes and requires. So get rid of all uncleanness and the rampant outgrowth of wickedness and in a humble, gentle, modest spirit receive and welcome the word which implanted and rooted in your hearts contains the power to save your souls. Hallelujah. But be doers of the word, obey the message, and do not, and not mere listeners to it. Betraying yourselves into deception by reasoning contrary to the truth. For if anyone only listens to the word without obeying it and being a doer of it, he is like a man who looks carefully at his own natural face in the mirror, for he thoughtfully observes himself, then goes off and promptly forget what he was like. But he who looks carefully into the faultless law, the law of liberty, and is faithful to it and preserves in looking into it, being not a heedless listener who forgets it, but an active doer who obeys, he shall be blessed in his doing his life of obedience. Praise God. He will be blessed in his doing. Blessed in his doing. The life of obedience. The life of obedience will cause you to be blessed in everything you do. Everything you put your hands to shall prosper. Everything. Everything. Hallelujah. Let's go ahead and receive this morning's tithes and offering. I hope you learned something. You know, you don't like to have, like everybody, but you have to love them. How many know that? <laughs> 